Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Cammy Perfume, our producer, Paul Sadek, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. In our archdiocese, God has provided us with some pretty outstanding leadership. I'm guessing you already see that at your parish level. And there are numerous clergy members, religious brothers and sisters, and laity that are actively listening to the Holy Spirit and involved in leadership, even at the diocesan level. And shepherding us all is, of, of course, Archbishop Hebda, who is back on the show with us today. Hello, Archbishop. Welcome back to the program. Hello, Patrick. Delighted to be with you. Good to have you with us, as always. So today we're going to talk about, speaking about leadership in the Archdiocese, we're going to talk about the Office of Synod Implementation. Uh, so, of course, we've just come through. I don't, I don't know how uh, listeners could have missed that we've come through this wonderful Synod, but now comes the real fun and exciting and maybe a bit of a, of a uh, laborious part of implementing all that the Good Synod has given us. So why don't you start out by telling us, what is the Office of Synod Implementation and who will it consist of? Great. Thanks, Patrick. And before we get there, just to say I agree with you, we're, we're blessed with such great leadership in the Archdiocese. You're one of those leaders, and I'm so grateful uh, for the work of practicing Catholic and carrying things forward. Thank you. The Office of Synod Implementation is indeed new. And it's to help me and to help our pastors and parishes in bringing the synod process to fruition. You know, we had this beautiful experience over the last three years. Now we have to make it concrete. Um, though there will obviously be programmatic elements, one of the office's main tasks will be to help us remain faithful, not only to the synod process, but to its spiritual character. So that seems to be really significant. As you mentioned about uh, our, us being blessed with leaders, I've asked uh, Deacon Joe Mahalik to serve as the director of the office. So he's still helping us with deacon formation and we'll be transitioning to a, a full-time full position here in the Office of Synod Implementation. You might know that for the past uh, uh, 23 years, Deacon Mahalik has been director of deacon formation at the St. Paul Seminary. Sure. He's been a formator of deacons and priests, not only here in the archdiocese, but nationally and even internationally. Talk about being blessed with great leadership. Huh? Mm. He's also, many people know him from the Archdiocesan Catechetical Institute, too. Huh? He has a strong sense of mission and formation. And over the next nine months or so, he will be transitioning from the seminary to the Office of Synod Implementation. He's going to be working, of course, with Bishop Williams, who's kind of my right hand and our point person uh, for the Synod, and also with Father Bambanek, who's been such a, a pillar, really, through in the Synod process over these last years. Uh, Father's already played a central and vital role in organizing and implementing the Synod, and now he's uh, so sensitive as well to the promptings of the Holy Spirit uh, he's going to be helping us, and Deacon Mahalik most especially, in, in implementing uh, the fruits of the Synod. We've also asked Father Michael Becker, who's the pastor at Saints Joachim and Ann Parish in Shakopee, uh, to give us some of his time for the Synod implementation, focusing on how it is that we as a local church can remain um, uh, really receptive to particular charisms of the Holy Spirit. He's, Father Becker's done some great work on the charisms that come with being open to the Holy Spirit. And he's uh, certainly, in his work as pastor, 
but also in his many years as rector at the St. John Vianney Seminary. So we're really blessed. But we know that uh, the office, even though it's going to be small, um, has to have many collaborators. And already we're, we, we've engaged uh, Kelly Walquist and Jeff Cavins from the uh, Archbishop Flynn Catechetical Institute at the seminary. We've been involving uh, prayer teams uh, to support this work. We have a priest advisor group, just as we had uh, when we were planning the synod. There's a theological advisory group that uh, was uh, started at the time of the synod. And then uh, many of the people who were involved in the synod have agreed to help us uh, to implement the synod as well. So it's really a, a pretty amazing team who will be working closely with other archdiocesan offices too. So you can imagine collaboration with Latino ministry or the Office of Marriage and Family or the Office of Youth and Young Adults, faith formation, Catholic education, communication. So really the, the Office of Synod Implementation is going to have to interface with all of those uh, different parts of the archdiocese as well. Sorry for a long answer to a, <laughs> a very clear question, Patrick, but it, but it gives you some sense of, of the work that's going to be uh, done there. Sure. Yeah. Well, no problem with the long answers. And uh, you've got some great names that you've listed off there as well as I just listening to the collaboration that, of course, will be necessary. But it's really encouraging to us, I think, to your listeners to to hear how much that collaboration uh, is encouraged as well as being necessary to to continue that communication and uh, make sure that the different members of the body of Christ are, are in communication with one another. I'm just curious, Archbishop, how will the work of this specific office, the Office of Synod Implementation, relate to your pastoral letter? Are there examples of actions or initiatives we might see? I, I, I think for sure, Patrick, it's a, a little bit early to speak too concretely about that, but really what we see the Synod Implementation team doing now, so even before the pastoral letter is issued, is helping our pastors. You know, we're we're asking each parish to put together a, a team. Um, we've been calling them different things, but also for implementation at the parish level. And we're trying to ask the each pastor to discern who are the people in his parish that have a, a missionary bent that would help us to do this work. So already the synod implementation team is, is trying to help the pastors with some materials in that in that direction. They've also been very involved in helping me in the preparation of the pastoral letter, giving me some ideas for how it is once the letter will be issued, how they might be able to provide some aids for reading and understanding the letter, or how do we pray with the letter? How do we assimilate the letter into the life of our parishes? So already they're doing uh, that kind of work as well. And then once after the new year and after our parishes have each uh, set up a synod implementation team, they're going to be working uh, with, with those groups as well. But really, um, I, I can imagine uh, that important work in, in preparing, helping me to prepare the pastoral letter, helping us to disseminate it in, in, in a way that's going to uh, be helpful for individual members of the faithful as well as uh, for parish groups, and then really helping to form those uh, parish missionary teams as well who will be implementing the synod. Huh? 
St. Teresa of Calcutta is oftentimes the saying is attributed to her that the Lord did not call her to be successful, but to be faithful. Nonetheless, I'm going to ask you, Archbishop, any markers of success that you're going to be looking for? I mean, what does successful synod implementation look like across the local church? And are there ways that you can describe the goals of synod implementation? Yes. So I'm hoping that as we roll out uh, the pastoral letter and our plans for synod implementation, that the people in the pew, and especially those who participated in the parish process, are going to be saying, oh, this is indeed what we were talking about, and that this is a a reasonable and uh, uh, well-discerned path for moving forward on those points. And so that there should be some connection with what we've done over these last three years, but also moving from just the the realm of the theoretical to uh, something that's very practical that that helps us at the archdiocese and helps us in the parish to actually move forward with these things that are important. You know, we had so many people over the course of these three years speak about the importance of youth and young adult ministry. So we're going to have successful synod implementation if, in fact, we're able to uh, begin to move the dial a little bit and, and how it is that we not only engage youth and young adults, but how we get them to uh, to, to stay in the pews and, and how we engage them to be uh, missionaries, not only to their peers, but also to the rest of the church. So uh, that, that, I think, will be one of those areas where, where that will be particularly interesting. And then also to see how it is that um, our parishes are experiencing uh, growth as well, how it is that they're putting into practice um, uh, ways of, of actually a, a, attracting new people to the parish. How do they go forth and to, and to share the good news? And so we, we should be able to see in our parishes a, a, a real change in commitment to evangelization. You know, Bishop Williams mm-hmm. often speaks about the statistics about where evangelization falls on the, uh, in comparison to our, our brothers and sisters, uh, uh, Christians in, in, in other churches, where evangelization falls in our list of priorities. And for most of our parishes, it, it's, it's fairly low. We have some uh, brilliant exceptions to that. But our sense, our hope would be that uh, one of the indicators of uh, successful synod implementation will be a rising of that priority um, in, in all of our parishes in, in a way that bears fruit as well, also in, in numbers and in degree of engagement. So I think that that will be uh, really important for us as well. What does that mean, Archbishop, specifically for the, I mean, this is supposed to a hypothetical, but a rather particular question for the uh, average Catholic who maybe attends Sunday Mass uh, regularly, but nece- isn't necessarily overly involved in the parish. What what differences do you think that Catholic will be able to observe in you know in the parish itself, but also maybe in their own lives? What are you hoping for that way? Yes, well, I mean, certainly, we're one of the things that came through loud and clear in the synod, and most especially at the assembly, was that uh, uh, hunger for more education, uh, uh, continuing education, even for uh, for adult Catholics, and so um, there should be a response in the at the parish level and at the archdiocesan level of feeding people, feeding that hunger within people. So we should be looking for that. 
but as we uh, so many people over the course of these three years have have spoken about the level of their own distress as they've seen mm. um, attendance at mass decrease or involvement of people and often they're looking into their own hearts or their their own families and seeing that as well and so i uh, the hope is that as uh, people are looking around and seeing that uh, in fact that there are fruits that are coming from synod implementation that even those who, who aren't heavily engaged might be inspired uh, might, might be encouraged by that in, in their in their own faith and, and finding those opportunities um, for spiritual growth especially in educational opportunities and and small group uh, f uh, formation as well that they might be willing to get more involved but also that the sense of excitement as they're seeing uh, more people in the pews that that might be something that becomes contagious and and encourages them then to uh, be more involved in the community and to strengthen that that community in that way. So, Patrick, there are at least the the ideas that we're we're hoping for in this whole process. A lot to look forward to there, Archbishop. Down to our couple, last couple minutes already, if you can believe that. But uh, is there? Can you just remind us of some of the key points of the timeline for synod implementation, and then also how our listeners can keep up to date with that? Yes. And so really the, what's, what's key for us at the moment is preparing for a pastoral letter, um, which will be issued on the Feast of Christ the King this November. And um, so that will be really an unveiling of, of how it is that we're going to concretize the, the, uh, the priorities set forth in, in the Synod and those things that have resonated in, in my heart as well. And I really want to be responsive uh, to what it is that we heard, not only at the Synod Assembly, but throughout the last three years. And I think there's a consistency there. Um, we're also, many people in terms of timeline, uh, we're also asking each parish to have in place, uh, to be ready to go at the beginning of uh, after Christmas and then the new year, a Synod implementation team at the parish level. We've been uh, analogizing it to uh, Christ calling his uh, 12 apostles. So those people who will be working with the pastor and looking at this area in particular, and, and that will be the calling in these months, but uh, leading up to some preparation for those folks in the new year as they engage in the school of discipleship that's offered by our catechetical institute. And as, as they begin to work at the parish level as well. So we would see that in the beginning of the new year. And then really when it comes to, um, we're going to be seeing some uh, innovations also at the archdiocesan level already after the beginning of the new year. We've been speaking about this new office for synod implementation, which will also have impact in those other areas that I spoke about, youth ministry, Latino ministry, family life. So those things we'll be seeing. But at the parish level where uh, I think most people will be seeing uh, some new programming will really be in the fall of 2023. What our understanding is and experience has been that most parishes really engage in planning um, about nine months in advance. And so uh, six to nine months. And so what we're going to be un unveiling with the pastoral letter and uh, what we're going to be uh, putting into motion as the uh, each pastor develops that team of uh is is um, synod implementation team those uh, that group of of a group like the apostles 
is that um, then we're going to be um, engaging in that kind of planning at the parish level that we would be able to see some things in uh, September, October of 2023. So that's a little bit of the, the timeline for you, Patrick. But we already know that when we look to next fall, to that fall of 2023, we're going to be putting an emphasis on on, on training for small groups and how it is that uh, small groups, which were so well received in the course of the synod presentation and that uh, synod preparation, and that have already borne such fruits in so many of our parishes will become a more regular part of our pastoral life. Wonderful. Archbishop, thank you for your time. May we have your blessing, please, as we say goodbye to you for now. Yes. May the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Archbishop Hebda, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for joining us on the program again. Pleasure was mine, Patrick. Thank you. This is truly an exciting time to be part of our local church. Here's a suggestion. Get in touch with your parish, find out what's going on in terms of synod implementation, and maybe hop over to archspm.org synod and bookmark that page to stay up to date on how the Lord is continuing to lead us and guide us as our synod is implemented across the archdiocese and in your parish. Stick around for more ways the Holy Spirit is leading our local church. Paul, Cammie, and I will be back with some Catholic events for you right after this.